Welcome to today's episode on Mountain Bike Radio. Today we have an exclusive show with an employee from a uh, certain organization that oversees cycling in the U.S., um, and he's decided to come forward to talk about the status within the organization. He re- he wants to remain anonymous uh, to shield himself from any uh, being fined from his current employer. So uh, for purposes of the show, I'll refer to him as Frank and the organization that he works for as just the organization. So Frank, thanks for joining me. Hey, that's no problem. Uh, thanks. I really appreciate the opportunity to come on the show and, and share the experiences and my expertise on the subject. Yeah, no problem. So uh, let's get right to it since there are a lot of people who are not too happy with uh, the organization. Um, and since this is a show about mountain biking, uh, let's, I think it's best to just st- you know stick to the topic of mountain biking. So, um, but yeah, so there's been a lot of bad press lately and, you know, including, uh, you know, performance enhancing drugs and cycling, um, your organizational, you know, your, you know, decisions that have been looked upon as bad decisions regarding races and lack of organization, um, high fees. And most recently, which has been the biggest, seems to be a, you know, the biggest issue is, uh, organizations, um, uh, finding of pro mountain bikers who race in unsanctioned races. Yeah, well, uh, you know, as a fellow mountain biker and a long-term member of the organization and the staff, it, it's it's rough seeing the bad press. I mean, there's a lot of changes that need to be made across the board. Um, I mean, the performance-enhancing drugs, that that issue is shaking out a little, but I mean it's just the beginning of a process. There's a long way to go here. You know, it's it seems a lot of both pro and amateur riders, you know, especially the mountain bike community, are are pretty vocal not only about riding and racing clean themselves, but are also very outspoken about others riding clean. You know, what is your organization doing to clean up mountain biking? Well, well I'll tell you, Brent. Uh, I mean, Ben. Ben, right? Yes. It, we're not doing... Truthfully, we're not doing anything. It's it's not our responsibility. I mean, we're... To put it blunt, we're paid to babysit. Don't do drugs. And we've been hearing that message since, you know, uh, Nancy Reagan and the start of the war on drugs. Don't do drugs. So what you're saying is that your members, you know, pay all those fees each year, follow your rules, and don't actually care... And you don't actually care whether or not that, that you're doing anything for performance-enhancing drugs? What about juniors or, you know, uh, do you, don't you care about, you know, the youth as far as, you know, doping and what what they're coming up into? Well, don't get me wrong here. It's not that I'm – it's not me necessarily. You know, I mean, we've had many discussions on the subject and brought in many experts on uh, performance-enhancing drugs. Many of them are former road racers. They're they're knowledgeable about doping. They've seen it firsthand. And and our organization feels like we provide a great atmosphere that encourages individuals to be responsible for themselves. And that's not going to change. We're not going to to go back into the rule books and begin enforcing rules and that it, it have been there and it have been lost. Wait, you are going back into the rule books, or you aren't? No. Okay. So then we'll we'll talk about that later because it seems like you are. 
in some in some instances. So we'll we'll get to that later in the in the thing, you know, in the conversation. But so you you think your stance is going to help? And and you what are you you know are you saying that you agree with your organization as far as drugs and you know what about the the juniors as far as your thoughts personally? No, it's not my fault. I mean, my my voice has been drowned out by a lot of incompetent fools. But juniors, I had no idea how much the junior mountain bike scene has grown. Junior racing hasn't come up in discussion other than how, other than financially and how we can get more revenue, how we can increase the member base, including the younger crowd. Now, as, as far as PEDs, again, it's, it's their responsibility. It's not ours. We've been, con- you know, we've been considering different tests to make members happy, but honestly, you know, we, could, we could probably put more, more reason. Are you, are you serious about the juniors? How, how could you not know what is going on, you know, in one of the fastest growing segments of mountain biking? Like Enduro. Well, Have I, you heard of Enduro even? Yeah, I mean, Sorry, I mean, we have a lot of things going on right now. I mean, between the road racing scene and, and track and, and the mountain biking, you know, and we're running a business. And again, it's not me. I'm just reporting and, and he, what I hear and see. I, I, I pull a lot from what's in the best interest of mountain biking. For example, I mean, it, it was my idea to drop the different classes for the 24-hour national race this year. I mean, why would you need a separate single speed class? And what was that? The enduro? Yeah, enduro. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it seems. Yeah, we've heard of it, but it, it seems like a, a fad to us right now. A, a fad? Like like fat bikes? Yeah, like fat bikes. So you've... I mean, yeah. Huh. Wow. So I'm not really even sure. Um, yeah, some interesting stuff. So, so far, basically, you've told me that, you know, it's not your organization's responsibility, um, you know, as far as drugs and, in cycling, um, and that you're basically clueless about high school mountain biking and that you personally have petitioned to ruin a good race. Um, you know, so I don't really know. Let's just keep, you know, let's just keep going and we'll let the listeners kind of determine their opinions. Um, and, you know, so let's talk about the email you forwarded to me. And, you know, I've posted it to website. So listeners, if you're listening to this, just, you know, go below what you're, you know, where you clicked on to listen to this and you can click on the picture, bring it up and you can read more of the, you know, get some insight into the discussions that have been going on. Um, but yeah, check that out. Um, so anyhow, so it's an email from, it looks like one of your bosses to you and one of your colleagues. Um, and it's regarding one of the, the hotter topics, you know, in mountain bike racing right now, which is that the enforcement of a law, and apparently it's been around for quite some time, uh, that says that racers that are part of a team, uh, that hold a license for a, a worldwide organization aren't allowed to race any races here in the U.S. that aren't sanctioned by your organization. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. So, so tell me about that letter. What did, you know, what did your boss send that? You know, why did he send that and have you done anything about it? Yeah, sure. It's, it's from my boss to me and a colleague. Uh, the, the colleague's position within the organization is, is quality control. Quality 
quality control? Can you explain? Yeah, sure. Uh, he oversees races and race directors to ensure that the races are carried out to, to very high standards and the races and that racers have the best experience possible. There's a lot of mountain bike races that, ha- that have decided not to be sanctioned here in the U.S., and it's our feeling that those aren't the experiences, the experience that our racers are. It's, bec- it's because of him. Was it his idea for the, for the no headphones thing then, too? Yeah, he was a big proponent a long time ago. When he brought it up to, to, in a meeting, it was a no-brainer. Safety and fairness is important to all of us. So the email, um, you know, ex- explain your organization's position on the rule to, to find those pro races that decide to race a non-sanctioned event. Yeah, we, sure. We, we get a lot of emails and calls about enforcing the rule. We really don't read any of the press or the websites or the forums to see what you know, the mountain bike community is thinking. And, you know, like I said, we're busy. We have a lot of things going on. We know our our members well. Based on the emails and the calls, we thought it was important to discuss the situation. The email is just a summary of that discussion and what our overall decision should be. There were so there were you know some big names in the mountain biking world that spoke out against the rule. You know one one example is Barry Wicks, who had a, a, a video that went viral where he was talking about. You know, basically calling out, you know, calling the bluff of your organization about finding racers. You know, what are your thoughts on Barry's response, and did you, you know, take the pros' opinions into account? Well, uh, I'm not real sure who who, who Barry Wicks is. I mean, not really. I mean, we don't like to base our decisions on a small percentage of people. I mean, the fact of the matter is uh, the community of pro racers is small, and... They don't draw a lot of money as a group. We don't feel that what we don't feel what they know what is best either. I mean, it's in mountain biking's best interest to keep all of the races with our sanctioning, so we can ensure consistent fees, revenue, and quality racing. The future is in in shorter cross country, short track, and the Pro XE race series. It, in some other nationwide series, we intend to kick off soon, but in, but to intend, we intend to focus all our efforts on those. Therefore, we stick to the rules. If this Barry fellow is upset, I mean, that's his problem. Wait, are you serious? It, you know, is that your final decision as far as how, what you're going to go forward with? Are you not concerned about you know, the growing sentiment about, you know, among the mountain bike community that your organization is just bad? Yeah, we're serious. I mean, while a lot of opinions don't always go through, I stand behind our organization in the final decision. It's, it's important for everyone that we grow our organization and provide more jobs, both for us and jobs in the industry. Everything revolves around us, and it is important for people to realize that. Well, that is certainly an interesting viewpoint, which uh, brings up a lot of topics. However, you know, that additional discussion, we'll have to wait because we've run out of time for today. So, uh, Frank, thanks for taking, you know, taking your time to share some insight into your organization as well as your, you know, your opinions. And I'm sure that listeners will have a pretty good idea where you and the organization are coming from. So 
I will include, you know, for listeners, I'll include a link uh, in the show notes below, and you should feel free to, you know, send an email, share your comments, uh, you know, for Frank, for the organization. And again, thanks to Frank for, you know, sharing his thoughts. And Frank, thank you very much. No, it's no problem, Brent. It's been great. I appreciate the opportunity, you know, to talk to you and our fans. I really encourage people to email their thoughts and and comment about how well we're doing. I mean, mean, we think we're doing a great job, and we think in time that everyone's going to come to realize that. And I I appreciate the opportunity to, uh, you know, to talk to you about, you know, about that stance. All right. Thank you very much. No problem.